What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. We are. We are. We are Cultivate. 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 We are Cultivate. Since our ancestors could use rocks and sticks to perpetrate the horrific act, murder has been an innate human fear. Due to the unpredictability of their demonic presence and the relentless carnage of their routines, serial killers are right to be feared. Even more so are serial child killers, such as a registered nurse by the name of Beverly Allitt. Her killing spree would occur over the course of 59 days in 1991. Her methods made these atrocities even more grisly. She preferred to inject large quantities of insulin or simply syringe-derived air bubbles into her underage victims. Alit was given 13 life sentences in May 1993, and the angel of death remains behind bars to this day. These are the crimes of Beverly Alit. Well, hello everyone. It's Dom, and welcome to this week's episode of Horror House, True Crime, and the Macabre. I hope you've all had a fantastic week, and please take this as your reminder that you are one swell human being. And I'm so, so glad that you're here, and I'm so glad that you're taking the time to listen to to this episode today, and you've taken time out of your schedule to listen to to me tell a horrific story about a horrific woman. That honestly, it means the world that, you know, you're here and that you're taking the time to listen today. So last month, I know that we're in February, but I just I need to talk about this. Last month was a big month for the podcast. And it was an amazing start to the year for our humble little production. Why, you ask? Well, that's because we've we had over 800 downloads in January. I think 808 was the exact number. And that was by far the best month download-wise we've had since I launched the show in late 2021. Late 2021, holy hell. It's been like 16 months or something since since I launched the show. That's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, it's insane. 800 downloads or over 800 downloads. It's insane. And we just want to thank everyone who's listened, who's rated the show, who's shared the show, who's recommended the show, engaged with the show on Instagram, you know, liking and commenting on posts, sharing posts, you know, all of that. And that includes new listeners as well that have, you know, maybe started listening in January or have recently found the show. 
hello, welcome, bonjour. We are happy that you're here and we're happy that you're a horror house hottie and we we hope you stick around. But also to the shows and the people that have been supporting us, you know, from day one um, or from, you know, early on, your continued support, it's it means the world. Genuinely, it means the world. We love each and every one of you and your support warms our cold, cold hearts. Um, you're all fucking amazing. But let's push things even further, shall we? In February, why don't we go why don't we go for a thousand downloads in February? I think we can. So, you know, carry on supporting the show, but do it even more so so we can have an even better month this month. That would bring me so much joy. So how can you support the show financially? Well, we have our merch store, we have t shirts, we have hoods, we have sweatshirts, we have stickers, lots and lots of stuff um, with our logo on it. So if you want to represent the show, please head on over and have a look at the merch store as a as a as a little sweetener to maybe maybe sway you. It's free shipping everywhere, no matter what country you're in. So you know, that's that's, that's a pretty this is pretty cool. Um, you can also donate to the show by using the buy me a coffee link, which is in the Instagram bio. What is that you ask? Well, with buy me a coffee, simply put, you can donate to the show by buying us a coffee or, or two coffees or three coffees or four coffees, however many coffees you desire. Obviously, it isn't actual coffee. It is a one time monetary donation, no subscription or recurring payment. Um, and it helps the show produce more content. and. Maybe it might even help the show go international. Maybe. So if you want to support us financially, those are a few ways that you can do that. So with the housekeeping out the way, let's get into this this week's case of the killer nurse, Beverly Allitt. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Allitt? It's not Allitt, I don't think. I mean, either way, she's a grade A bitch. So I don't think it matters too much. Um, but yes, this is the case of the killer nurse, Beverly. Not going to lie to you guys. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be, it's going to be fucking rough. So with that in mind, there are a few trigger warnings, uh, that I just wanted to make you guys aware of, such as references to self-harm, false rape allegations, false pregnancies, um, and a whole lot, a whole fucking lot of child murder. Obviously, child murder is harder to listen to than I mean normal murder is hard to listen to but when it involves children that are like months old it's 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 rough um so if you want to sit this one out and you want to go and listen to one of the light light lighter episodes that we have I'm not going to begrudge you like I'm not going to begrudge you at all but if you are still here I'm very happy that you've decided to stick around let's get cracking on this case of the angel of death. Beverly Gale Allett was born on October the 4th 1968 and spent her childhood in Corby Glen um, which is a community close to Grantham in the UK. She had a brother and two sisters. Uh, Her mother was a school cleaner while her father Richard worked at a local off license. Uh, Growing up as one of four children Allett had some concerning behaviours early on, uh, such as covering wounds with bandages and casts to bring attention to herself without allowing the wounds to be investigated, you know, because there weren't any wounds to be investigated. 
She gained weight as a teen and grew more and more attention-seeking and frequently displayed anger towards other people. She spent a lot of time in hospitals getting treatment for various physical illnesses, which led to the removal of one uh, removal of her perfectly healthy appendix. No, I said perfectly healthy appendix. No need for that thing to be removed. Um, she insisted on messing with the surgical scar so the wound would heal slowly. Um, she was known to. She was also known to self harm. Uh, thus, she had to resort to quote doctor hopping where she would change to the next doctor as soon as the first one would become aware of her attention-seeking behaviours. So that's a handful of bullet points, but I think I've, I think I've painted the picture, haven't I, of, of what kind of person this woman is um, and can probably understand why what will happen later will happen. So Alit would go on to train as a nurse where she was accused of strange behavior like spreading shit on the walls of the nursing home where she was receiving her training. Perfectly normal, perfectly normal thing to do. I go around spreading shit on the walls all the time. That's perfectly normal, right? Good Lord. Um, Her absentee level was also exceptionally high, uh, which was the result of a string of, quote, illnesses. Um, You'll understand why I said, quote, illnesses. Prior to the breakup of their relationship, her then-boyfriend claimed that she was a vindictive, cunning, and deceptive woman, uh, claiming false pregnancies and accusing him of rape. Um, She was given a temporary six-month contract at the chronically understaffed Grantham and Kesteven Hospital in Lincolnshire in 1991, despite her history of low attendance and repeated failures of her nursing examinations. Yes, this woman sounds like the ideal person to be a nurse. (laughs) Let's get Beverly in. Um, She started working in children's ward four. When she first started, there were only two trained nurses working the day shift and only one for the night shift, which may have contributed uh, contributed to how long her violent attention-seeking behavior would go unchecked. So now we're going to get into um, the murdery portion let's say of the episode um and it's going to be rough so just uh just a, a, a word of warning um so liam taylor a seven month old baby was her first victim and was taken into uh, taken to ward four on february the 21st 1991 with a chest infection alit went out of her way to convince his parents to return home and get some rest assuring them that he was in excellent hands um, spoiler alert, he wasn't. When they arrived back, Alex informed them that Liam had experienced a respiratory um, emergency, uh, but had since recovered. She offered to stay on shift later, uh, later at night so she could keep an eye on the boy, and his parents decided to stay the night at the hospital as well. Um, just before midnight, Liam experienced yet another respiratory uh, or respiratory emergency but it was believed that he had successfully overcome it. Um, When Alex was left alone with the boy, the boy's condition would rapidly deteriorate. Um, He became deathly pale and started to develop red patches on his face. At that time, Alex called for an emergency resuscitation team. Uh, Alex's nursing co-workers were perplexed by the absence of alarm monitors that should have sounded when he stopped breathing. Despite the 
best efforts of the medical staff, Liam would have a cardiac arrest, significant brain damage, and was only able uh, to stay alive thanks to the use of life support um, systems. On medical advice, his parents had to make the agonizing decision to remove their baby from life support, and his cause of death was recorded as a heart failure. Uh, Timothy Hardwick, an 11-year-old boy with cerebral palsy, was moved to Ward 4 two weeks uh, later after having an epileptic fit. Uh, The emergency resuscitation team uh, was called after Alec took over the boy's care and found him turning blue and without a pulse after a time when she was alone with him. Um, The team, which included a paediatric specialist, tried everything to bring the boy back to life, but however, um, were unsuccessful. An autopsy later failed to provide an obvious cause of death, although Liam's epilepsy would be officially um, named as the cause. On March the 3rd, 1991, uh, Kaylee Desmond, a one-year-old who had a chest infection, was moved to Ward 4. Um, five days after appearing, to be, after appearing to be making a full recovery, Kaylee would suffer a heart attack. Um, and guess who was caring for her at the time? That would be one Beverly Allett, uh, of course. However, Kaylee was successfully revived and moved to a different hospital in the area. The first indications of criminal activity were found here under her armpit, uh, where doctors found a puncture hole and an adjacent air bubble. Unfortunately, this was determined to be an unintentional injection, which would preserve, for now, Allett's secrecy. Uh, Paul Crampton, who was five years old, was admitted to Ward 4 on March the 20th, 1991, due to a minor bronchial infection. Just prior to his discharge, Alice, who was again attending a patient by herself, summoned help as Paul appeared to be suffering from insulin shock, going into a near coma on not one, not two, but three separate occasions. Um, Each time, the physicians were able to revive him, but his high insulin levels would baffle them. Alex accompanied him when he was transported by ambulance to a different hospital in Nottingham, where it was discovered that he once more had too much insulin in his system. Um, Baby Paul was incredibly lucky to have escaped the angel of death's care. Uh, The following day, five-year-old Bradley Gibson, a pneumonia patient, experienced uh, uh, cardiac arrest, but was revived by the resuscitation... My goodness me. Um, But... (laughs) <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't tripped me up already. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but was revived by the resuscitation resuscitation team. Um, his insulin levels were found to be high uh, in further blood tests, uh, which baffled the treating doctors. Later that evening, while Alec was visiting, uh, Bradley would suffer yet another heart attack and was then taken to Nottingham, where he later recovered. Um, Despite the fact that Alec's presence and presumed care were a constant element in all of these occurrences, nobody seemed to notice or give the horrifying uh, possibilities any thought at all. And you would think at this point, at this point, people would really start to question all of these coincidences. I know I would. I'd be like, you know, this is becoming a pattern that every time this woman's alone with a patient, they go into shock or they have a heart attack, or she has to call the resuscitation team, and it happens, and it's happened a lot. So surely, like, why why are alarm bells not ringing? What's going on at this hospital? Maybe it's because they're so understaffed that things are just 
slipping through the cracks and and Beverly was just able to get away with it and not arouse any suspicion. I don't know. But on that note, I think now is a good time to take a quick break. So go and make a brew, have a smoke, uh, scream for a bit, uh, whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you need to do. Um, And I will see you right back here in just a little bit. Hey you, yeah you, the one hearing us right now. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. We wanted to say hey and tell you about our podcast. It's a podcast we both host where we talk crimes, cryptids, murders, and a lot of wild stuff in between. You can find Mothman, Jeffrey Dahmer, SeaWorld, Spectrophilia, Casey Anthony, or even Skinwalker Ranch to be just a few of the crazy topics we cover. We even do some fun urban legends to make you feel like a kid at the campfire again. We're just two best friends hanging out, diving into all the things that your coworkers think you're a weirdo for wanting to talk about. We have a new episode every Tuesday at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're always open for case suggestions. Our Instagram is at CrypticSuitPod, where our DMs are always open, so slide on in. We always want to hear your opinions about any cases and episodes we cover. You can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcasting platforms. At Cryptic Soup Pod, the menu is always overflowing with crazy topics you'll want to hear about. So join the conversation today and come hang out with us. Stay tuned. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cults, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that'll keep you up at night. He was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and felonious assault, but he was only sentenced to five months of probation. And this would be the last time that anyone ever saw Fiona. Uh, There are allegedly two women who also drowned in a first-class pool. Was this the same glowing green that they'd seen in the darkness the night before? He had refused to sit near the wagon cloth because of stains on it, which were most likely blood. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine or sangria and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and and Uncorked. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Let's plod on, shall we? Uh, Yik Hung Chan, also known as Henry. Uh, a two-year-old child turned blue on March the 22nd, 1991, and showed se- uh, severe signs of distress when Alit called for help, but he would later recover after receiving oxygen. He was transferred to the large hospital in, guess where, Nottingham, after yet another attack, where he would make a full recovery. Um, his symptoms were attributed to a fractured skull, uh, which was the result of a fall. Twins, Katie and Becky Phillips, who were only two months old, um, had been kept in for surveillance due to their early delivery, and they would be the ones that would attract Alex's attention next. On April the 1st, 1991, Becky was admitted to Ward 4 due to gastroenteritis. I think I nailed that. Um, and Alex would take over her care. Uh, Beverly would raise the alarm two days later, saying Becky appeared to be hypoglycemic um, and cold to the touch. No illness was discovered. Uh, Baby Becky was then uh, delivered to her mother um, to go home. 
during the night, Becky would have fits and yell out in what appeared to be pain. Um, but the doctor who was called said she might have had a colic. Her parents watched over her um, in their bed, but she would pass away in the middle of the night. Uh, the cause of death uh, was unclear despite a, despite a examination, according to pathologists. Um, as a precaution, uh, Grantham admitted Katie, Becky's living twin. Um, Alit was regrettably present once more. Um, and soon after, um, surprise, surprise, she was calling for a resusc- uh, resuscitation team. Um, that word is... <laughs> I'm struggling with that word today. Oh, my God. <laughs> a resuscitation team once more to save the life of baby Katie, who had stopped breathing. Um, although the girl's um, resuscitation was successful, she had the same situation two days later. She was moved to Nottingham, where it was found that she had severe brain damage and five broken ribs. Are not like, like I said, are Nottingham not getting a little sus at this point? All of these patients coming from Grantham under the care of one specific person. Surely, surely they're like, we're having a lot of people from this hospital. What is happening at Grantham? What is going on? In an almost unfathomable uh, twist of fate, Katie's mother asks Beverly Allett, the angel of death, to be Katie's godmother because she was so grateful to Alec for allegedly saving her daughter's life. Beverly, was, Beverly would accept, um, even after causing partial paralysis, cerebral palsy, and sight and hearing damage. It seems like the perfect choice for a godmother, right? Who wouldn't want Beverly Alec as their godmother? Fucking hell. Um, after four more victims, suspicions at the hospital were finally finally aroused due to the high frequency of unexplained attacks in otherwise healthy patients and Alit's presence during all of these events. On April the 22nd, 1991, um, Alit's violent spree was brought to an end with the death of 15-month-old Claire Peck, um, an asthmatic who required a breathing tube. Uh, The infant had a heart attack while in Alit's care um, for just a short time, but the resuscitation team was able to safely revive her. Once more, alone in Alet's care, baby Claire would suffer a second heart attack, and unfortunately from this, she could not be revived. Um, despite the fact that Claire's post-mortem revealed that she had passed away naturally, hospital consultant Dr. Nelson Porter opened an investigation. He was disturbed by the significant increase in cardiac arrests on Ward 4 during the preceding two months. When testing, Revealed uh, elevated potassium levels in Claire's blood 18 days later, the police were contacted. Uh, Lignocaine, I think. (laughs) Lignocaine, um, a drug meant to assist adults experiencing cardiac arrest, was discovered in the girl's system when her body was excavated. Uh, Stuart Clifton, the police superintendent assigned to the investigation, suspected foul play. When he looked into the other suspicious instances that had happened in the previous two months, he discovered that the majority of them had abnormally high amounts uh, of insulin. He then learned that Alit had earlier reported that the insulin's refrigerator key was missing. Um, record check records uh, checks found uh, missing daily nurse logs that fit the time frame Paul uh, Crampton had been in Ward 4, which prompted even more questions. 
When 25 separate suspicious episodes with 13 victims were identified, four of whom were dead, the common factor um, was the presence of one Beverly Allett at every single one. So the officer immediately identified Allett as his main suspect, and by July 1991, the police department was certain that it, that it had sufficient reliable evidence to accuse her of murder. Uh, to prevent any irreparable uh, investigation errors, they would wait, however, until November. Um, when questioned, Alec displayed composure and restraint, denying any involvement in the attacks and adamantly stating that she had only been tending to the patients. Because of course she would deny. <laughs> of course this woman's not going to admit it. You heard what her, you know, what she was like in her early life. Parts of the missing nursing logs were found after a search of her um, of her home. Police conducted more in-depth background checks and discovered a pattern of behaviour that suggested a very serious personality disorder to the shock of absolutely nobody who, who had this on their bingo card. I think everyone did, I'm not going to lie. Alex displayed signs of the syndromes Munchausen and Munchausen's by proxy which are characterized by a desire to attract attention through illnesses. Um, remember her very bad attendance because she was, quote, ill. That's why I was like, quote, ill. There you go. That's exactly why. Uh, Munchausen syndrome refers to the self-infliction or self-feigning of medical or psychological symptoms in order to attract attention. And Munchausen's by proxy um, is the act of harming someone else to draw attention to oneself. Um, a person presenting with both of these illnesses is fairly unusual. Um, Alex had behaviours that appeared to be indicative of Munchausen syndrome during her teens, and when these behaviours did not result in the required reactions from other people, she would start harming her young patients in an effort to satisfy her need to be noticed. Um, even after repeated visits and evaluations by psychologists while already incarcerated, Alex would still resist in saying, what she had done. And she would eventually be accused of four counts of murder, 11 counts of attempted murder, and 11 counts of grievous bodily harm, or GBH. Alex lost a tremendous amount of weight while awaiting trial. Um, her anorexia saw her shed uh, 70 pounds. These illnesses would cause a delay in her trial, which was eventually held at Nottingham Crown Court on the... 15th of February 1993. The presence of the defendant at each suspicious episode, as well as the absence of incidents um, after her removal from the ward, were both shown to the jury um, by the prosecution. Additionally, Alex was connected to the victim's uh, elevated potassium and insulin levels, puncture wounds, and evidence of drug injection. She was also accused of smothering or interfering with machiner, uh, machinery in order to deprive her victims of oxygen. Um, the trial also covered her early years with paediatrics expert Professor Roy Meadow testifying about Munchausen's illnesses, um, or Munchausen's illness, sorry, and discussing how Alex clearly displayed characteristics of Munchausen by proxy syndrome. He also cited her actions following her incarceration, the number of ailments that plagued her life, and the consequent delay in the trial as supporting evidence for this conclusion. 
Uh, Professor Meadows acknowledged that he thought Alit's ailment would never be remedied and uh, would state that she had to be removed from society to protect others because because it had been because uh, it had simply flourished and established itself for too long. Uh, the trial would last for two months, um, and Alit would attend for sixteen days because she was uh, sick. Apparently, yeah, not sure. I not sure I agree with that one, Chief. <laughs> not sure if I believe that one. I do definitely believe, however, that she had to be removed from society to protect others. Um, absolutely, she is a danger to society. She she does not need to be on the streets. She did. She does not need to be in any hospital um in any capacity like no this this woman just needs to be behind bars um alit was found guilty of murder and attempted murder on may the 20th 1993 and was sentenced to 13 life sentences boom get fucked beverly alit you absolute fuckhead (laughs) i'm so i was so close to dropping the c-bomb then but my mum would probably disown me so (laughs) She is a big C word, mum. It was the heaviest sentence ever given to a female, but uh, Mr. Justice uh, Latham believed it was appropriate given the horrifying suffering of the victims, their families, and the disgrace she had brought upon the nursing uh, profession. Um, in fact, uh, Grantham and Kesteven Hospital suffered such a severe impact uh, that the maternity unit was permanently shut down altogether. Um, as for Alit herself, the murderer was sent to uh, Rampton Secure Hospital rather than a traditional prison. This high security prison was um, uh, among those designated by the Mental Health Act of the United Kingdom for criminals such as Alit. Uh, soon enough, she was back to her attention seeking ways. However, uh, on one occasion, Alit would swallow glass, and on another, she would pour boiling water on her hands this this woman man <laughs> this woman honestly good god what a fucking cretin stain on fucking society three of the killings and six of the attacks were eventually confessed to by uh, alex after that um due to the obvious seriousness uh, of her crime the uk home office formally designated alex as one of the select few criminals who would never be eligible for parole. So Rampton Secure Hospital has been compared to a holiday camp run by Butlins, according to some, most, most notably Chris Taylor, the father of baby Liam, uh, Alex's first victim. Uh, the facility, which has some 1,400 staff to deal with the around 400 inmates, costs taxpayers uh, £2,000 per week per inmate to administer. And just to finish off with a rather infuriating fact, um, I mean, it, I, I mean, it infuriated me. That's that's for sure. Um, since her imprisonment in 1993, Alex had uh, reportedly collected over twenty-five thousand pounds in state benefits, according to a May 2005 um, article in the Mirror. In 2006, Alex applied for a review. Um, the probation service subsequently contacted contacted the families of her victims. Um, however, as of yet, Beverly Allett is still where she belongs, um, behind bars. And let's hope she never, ever, ever gets out 
Um, she should die in prison or she should just be given the electric chair. And quite frankly, um, I think even like lethal injection is too, too kind. Maybe, maybe just hang her. Maybe, maybe that's a bit controversial. I don't know. But if you kill kids, in my opinion, nah, you, you, yeah, you don't deserve any sort of kindness in any way, shape or form. That is just my opinion. <laughs> Uh, but that is the case of Beverly Allett, the angel of death. Um, certainly no angel. Certainly no angel. I, I just don't understand how people can can do the things that this woman did against, like, I mean, against anyone. Doesn't matter if you're an adult or a child, but especially a child, you know, five months old. Um, you know, it's they're defenseless. They can't do anything about it. You know, it's just so, the disregard for human life is is just mind boggling. But yeah, that was uh, that was Beverly Allett. What a woman! What a woman! You, you know, definitely, definitely the nurse that you really want to be looking after your kids. That's for sure. Um, but yes, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was a it was another heavy one. Uh, <laughs> I hope that I made it somewhat uh, palatable for you. Um, and I hope you enjoyed. So if you do enjoy what we do here at Horror House, please leave a uh, rating and a review. You can rate on Spotify. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also rate and review on the website as well. Um, don't forget to follow the show uh, wherever you you know, listen to your podcasts. And also on Instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod. Um, and if you have any suggestions for cases, please don't hesitate to slide into our DMs, pop up, uh, you know, a message on the on the website. Um, you know, if you've got an idea for a case that you really want us to do, please just hit us up and, you know, we will we will definitely do it. Also, if you want to support the show financially, please don't forget to have a look at the Buy Me A Coffee link. Um, and also, if you do want to get some merch and represent the show, then please have a look at the merch store. Have a look and take advantage of that free shipping, you know, and likewise, tell us what you want on the merch store if there's something on there that you really want on the store um or that if there's something that isn't on the store that you really want on the store should i say please just let us know and we will we will try and get some some more merch on there um yeah as i said thank you for listening hope you enjoyed and all that's left from me is as always stay spooky <laughs>